Chapter Thirty Nine of the House of Whispers by William Lacroix. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Contains the conclusion. After long consultation, Crail having been removed in custody back to the village, it was agreed that the only charges that could be substantiated against Flockhart were those of complicity in the ingenious attempt upon Hamilton's life by which poor Miss Bryant had been sacrificed and also in the theft of sir henry's papers but was it worth while at the baronet's suggestion he was allowed freedom to leave the upstairs room where he had been detained by the three stalwart servants and without waiting to speak to any one he had made his way down the drive he had as was afterwards found left octeradar station for london an hour later the painful impression produced upon everybody by sir henry's statement of what had actually occurred on the night of the great meeting at the albert hall having somewhat subsided murray mentioned to the blind man the legend of the whispers and also the curious discovery which gabrielle and he had made earlier in the morning ah laughed the old gentleman a trifle uneasily and so you've discovered the truth at last eh the truth no murray said that is just what we are so very anxious to hear from you sir henry well he said you may rest your minds perfectly content that there is nothing supernatural about them it was to my own advantage to cause weird reports and uncanny legends to be spread in order to preserve my secret the secret of the whispers but what is the secret sir henry asked hamilton eagerly we curiously enough have similar whispers at hetzendorf i've heard them myself at the old chateau and of course you have believed in the story which my good friend the baron has caused to spread like myself the legend that those who hear them die quickly and suddenly said the old man with a smile upon his grey face like myself he wished to keep away all inquisitive persons from the spot but why asked murray well truth to tell the reason is very simple he answered as we are speaking here in the strictest privacy i will tell you something which i beg that neither of you will repeat if you do it might result in my ruin Murray, hamilton and gabrielle all gave their promise then it is this he said i am head of a group of the leading financial houses in europe who remaining secret are carrying on business in the guise of an unimportant house in paris the members of the syndicate are all of them men of enormous financial strength including baron de hetzendorf to whom our friend hamilton here acts as a confidential secretary the strictest secrecy is necessary for the success of our great undertakings which i may add are perfectly honest and legitimate yet never unless absolutely imperative do we entrust documents or letters to the post like the house of rothschild we have our confidential messengers and hold frequent meetings no deal being undertaken without we are all of us in full accord monsieur goslin acts as a confidential messenger and brings me the views of my partners in paris petersburg and vienna to this careful concealment of our plans or of the fact that we are ever in touch with one another is due the huge successes we have made from time to time successes which have staggered the bourses of the continent and caused amazement in wall street but being unfortunately afflicted as i am i naturally cannot travel to meet the others and besides 
we are compelled always to take fresh and most elaborate precautions in order to conceal the fact that we are in connection with each other if that one fact ever leaked out it would at once stultify our endeavors and weaken our position hence at intervals two or three even of my partners travel here and i meet them at night in the little chamber which you walter discovered to-day and which until the present has never been found owing to the weird fables i have invented regarding the whispers to hetzendorf too once or twice a year perhaps the members pay a secret visit in order to consult the baron who as you perhaps may know unfortunately enjoys very precarious health the meetings of fronmeyer volkonsky and the rest were held here in secret sometimes echoed hamilton in surprise on certain occasions when it is absolutely necessary that i should meet them answered sir henry they stay at the station hotel in perth coming over to octeradar by the last train at night and leaving by the first train in the morning from creef junction they never approach the house for fear that servants or one or another of the guests may recognize them but go separately along the glen and up to the path to the ruins when we thus meet our voices can be heard through the crack in the roof of the chamber in the courtyard above on such occasions i take good care that stuart and his men are sent on a false alarm of poachers to another part of the estate while i can find my way there myself with my stick he laughed the baron i believe acts on the same principle at his chateau in hungary well declared hamilton so well has the baron kept the secret that i have never had any suspicion until this moment by jove the invention of the whispers was certainly a clever mode of preserving the secret for nobody cares deliberately to court disaster and death especially among a superstitious populace like the villagers here and the hungarian peasantry both gabrielle and her lover expressed their astonishment the latter remarking how cleverly the weird legend of the whispers invented by sir henry had been made to fit historical fact when the eight o'clock train from stirling stopped at octeradar station that evening a tall well-dressed man alighted and inquired his way to the police station the porter knew by his accent that he was a londoner but did not dream that he was a gentleman from scotland yard half an hour later after a chat with the rural inspector the pair went along to the cell behind the small village police station in order that the stranger should read over to the prisoner the warrant he had brought with him from london the application of the french police for the arrest and extradition of felix gerlach alias Crail, alias benoit for the wilful murder of edna mary bryant in the forest of pontarme near chantilly the inspector had related to the london detective the dramatic scene up at glencardine that day and the officer of the criminal investigation department walked along the cell much interested to see what manner of man was this who was even more bold and ingenious in his criminal methods than many with whom his profession brought him daily into contact he had hoped that he himself would have the credit of making the arrest but found that the man wanted had already been apprehended on the charge of burglary at glencardine the inspector unlocked the door and threw it open but next the startling truth became plain felix crail lay dead upon the flagstones he had taken his life by poison probably the same poison he had placed in the wine at the fatal picnic rather than face his accuser and bear his just punishment many months have now passed a good deal has occurred since that never-to-be-forgotten day but it is all quickly related 
James Flockhart, unmasked as he had been, never dared to return. The last heard of him was six months ago, in Honduras, where for the first time in his life he had been compelled to work for his living, and had, three weeks after landing, succumbed to fever. At Sir Henry's urgent request, his wife came back to Glencardine, a week after the tragic end of Gerlach, and was compelled to make full confession how, under the man's sinister influence, both she and Flockhart had been forced to act. To her husband she proved beyond all doubt that she had been in complete ignorance of the truth, concerning the affair in the Pontarmé forest until long afterwards. She had at first believed Gabrielle guilty of the deed, but when she learned the truth and saw how deeply she had been implicated, it was impossible for her then to withdraw. When a wholehearted generosity seldom found in men, Sir Henry, after long reflection and a desperate struggle with himself, forgave her and now has the satisfaction of knowing that she prefers quiet, healthful Glencardine to the social gaieties of Park Street, Paris, or San Remo while she and gabrielle have lately become devoted to each other the secret syndicate with sir henry hayburn at its head still operates for no word of its existence has leaked out to either financial circles or to the public while the whispers of glencardine are still believed in and dreaded by the whole countryside across the ochils edgar hamilton though compelled to return to the baron whose right hand he is often travels to glencardine with confidential messages and documents for signature and is of course an ever-welcome guest the unpretentious house of lenard et morellet of paris now and then affects deals so enormous that financial circles are staggered and the world stands amazed the true facts of who is actually behind that apparently unimportant firm are however still rigorously and ingeniously concealed who would ever dream that that quiet grey-faced man with the sightless eyes living far away up in scotland passing his hours of darkness with his old bronze seals or his knitting was the brain which directed their marvellously successful operations the laird of conachan died quite suddenly about seven months ago and walter murray succeeded to the noble estate gabrielle sweet almost childlike in her simple tastes and delightful charm and more devoted to walter than ever is now little lady murray having been married in edinburgh a month ago at the moment that i pin these final lines the pair are spending a blissful honeymoon at the great old chateau of hetzendorf high up above the broad flowing danube the baron having kindly vacated the place and put it at their disposal for the summer happy in each other's love and mutual trust they spend the long blissful days in company wandering often hand in hand for when walter looks into those wonderful eyes of hers he sees mirrored there a perfect and abiding affection such as indeed given few men to possess together they have in secret explored the ruins of the ancient stronghold and by directions given them by the baron have found there a stone chamber by no means dissimilar to that at glencardine meanwhile sir henry hayburn impatient for his beloved daughter to be again near him and to assist him passes his weary hours with his favourite hobby his wife full of sympathy bearing him company from her however he still withholds one secret and the one only the secret of the house of whispers end of chapter thirty nine end of the house of whispers by william lacroix read by april six zero nine zero california united states of america